Welcome to a brand new day with Stephanie J. This is an impromptu pod. And so, having said that, I am not going to be long. This is just something, once again, that was just stirring in my heart. And I just had to be obedient and just take a few moments out of my schedule to do what I feel led to do. Now, before I talk about what I want to say, I do not own the rights to this beautiful instrumental. It is uh, one of Andre Crouch's uh, instrumentals entitled The Promise, and I'm playing it for a reason. And so, I hope you all are doing well. I hope that you are having a good day wherever you are. I am having a blessed day, a blessed time. I'm actually at home just for a little while longer. I have to go out and, you know, be the road runner that I can be. And um, I just went in my closet and started pulling out some of my uh, son's <laughs> uh, props and costumes and stuff that you know, he made for his movies and he has all of these uh, buildings and stuff and cardboard and they were like in individual bags and, you know, I just wanted him to kind of put all his stuff organized in the bin that I cleaned out uh, yesterday and so we were kind of doing some stuff like that and then I went in the kitchen to prepare a scrumptious uh, brunch, I call it, and um I was making some uh, shrimp and grits and, you know, all the little extras that I add. And I was at my kitchen window. I was looking out the window and just, you know, thinking about some things as, you know, I do, as I know you do. And I was asking God some questions. And it was along the order of, you know, the scripture in Psalm 13 how long how long Lord David said how long will you forget me and so I was just you know kind of asking God some questions about you know some circumstances and different things and at the time this music came on uh the the instrumental and so I'm just talking just talking and a few moments later I heard this voice, you know, come behind the instrumental and I recognized it immediately as Bishop uh, Marvin Winans, one of my faves. And I'm listening and right away, it's like the words that he was singing. It was like God answering the questions that I was just asking him and the word that really um, dropped into my spirit was reassurance. God was reassuring me at that moment that he heard me. He heard what I was saying. And the lyrics to this song was just so apropos for the questions that I was asking him. And so instantly, as I do, I started thinking about 
the message behind it and naturally I thought, you know, let me sign on and just share this because I know that there is someone else who needs it. And this is the, you know, the song coming on after I finished asking God the questions that I was asking him. This is the the very next song that came on. And I was just like, wow, God, <laughs> you know, you are so amazing the way that you do things. It, it was so timely. I just want you to hear a little bit of it. message and I don't know how anyone could expect anything less from the maestro Andre Crouch or the amazingly anointed Bishop Marvin Winans but that was the message that came through as I was talking to my heavenly daddy and why it's so interesting that that would be 
the song that would come on right after I asked him a series of questions for about three or four minutes or so. Because this particular playlist, excuse me, has over 300 songs on it. (laughs) And so I did not, I was not over there controlling or going through, you know, sometimes something to come on and I'll go skip to the next. I was in the kitchen cooking. My phone was in the uh, living room. And I had listened to maybe about three or four songs before this song came on and instantly this was the song and so instantly I was reassured that he heard me he's answering me he's letting me know listen I know that these things are on your mind I know you're wondering when I know you're wondering how long I know you're wondering what I'm up to But listen, I'm here with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never desert you. I'll never forsake you. The promises that I've given to you, they will come to pass. And he was reminding me as I was speaking to someone um, about some of the things in my life that the Lord turned around and He was saying, listen, you're not where you were then. If it was up to the enemy or if the enemy had any power to do anything, you wouldn't even be in the place or the position where you are. I didn't allow it. I'm going to share very quickly. This ties into I woke up early this morning out of a dream and it was interesting. I had to get up. It was about... um, four something, five something in the morning when I woke up and I sat up and I was like, oh, wow, you know, that was a pretty interesting dream. And sometimes, so I won't forget, I used to sometimes get up and write down certain dreams because a man of God told me that the Lord would begin dealing with me in prophetic dreams. And he told me to write them down. I don't always do that anymore. Sometimes I would record them. Sometimes I write them in my journal, but Sometimes I just go over it in my mind step by step and it helps me to recall the dream. And so that's what I did. And I was somewhere with my son. There were other people around. My daughter was there for a short while. And then my son and I were crossing a street. It was dark. I had a sense I was in Philadelphia somewhere. Um, And as we were crossing the street, there was a Mercedes Benz coming toward us. We were crossing and there were no lights, but when I looked over at the car, it was coming kind of fast. So we had to kind of get out of the way of the car. And then we're on what appears to be a bus, not like a regular bus, but like a bus, like we were traveling, uh, which is something that we like to do or we did, you know, before COVID. (laughs) Thank the Lord. I haven't been on anybody's bus since way before COVID. And I don't know how comfortable I would feel right about now taking a a bus trip somewhere but anyway we were on a bus and I saw the seats and um I was standing there and a young lady who I knew I was supposed to know who she was I didn't really recognize her but spirit 
wise, I knew that I knew her and she walked over to my son and she was like, you know, touching his face and smiling and stuff. And she said, oh, you look like your siblings. You look like your sister and your brother. And then she just came over to me and she gave me a big hug. And I mean, she was all up in my face and I, the thought behind it, I was kind of pulling away because I was thinking, you know, hey, it's COVID and we don't have masks on. And so I just kind of smiled and moved away. Next thing, I'm sitting in a seat on the outside. My son's on the inside. It's dark. She's behind me talking to another young lady about her life and some things going on. And now I'm resting. And she reaches over the seat and she hands me a pair of sunglasses. And when I turn and look, they're just like the sunglasses that I'm wearing now, only they had some some uh, beautiful script handwriting inscribed on both of the lenses. And so she got up and she walked. It was like she opened the door and then the bus turned from uh, a bus to a small storefront church. And I'm still in my seat and I hear her talking and she's asking the pastor, and I knew the pastor, it was Pastor Gary Price. He's in Atlanta. I've talked about him before. I've been listening to his sermons on and off uh, for about eight years. I've so into his ministry. I've joined their prayer line. I've talked to him on the phone a few times. So I was, I'm very familiar with him. And then I heard his voice. I heard him teaching and I didn't see him yet. And she began to say, can you add something to this message about um, Egypt, about Pharaoh. She was asking him, she said, cause you know, my mom is going through something and my mom, you know, was arrested because of this and that. And so I got up after she finished talking. And when I pushed the door open, I looked and there were people sitting all around. It was crowded in this little space. And Pastor Price was sitting at the front, sitting down um, like on a, podium or whatever, not in a chair. And his wife, uh, Barbara was sitting next to him and she had a Bible open and they were looking for scriptures to give to this young lady. So when I came through the door, he looked up and smiled and he said, you have something you want to say stuff? And tears were streaming down my face. And I said, wow, you know, I said, I was listening to her. I said, I have no idea that she was going through anything like this. And, you know, I said, I had been trying to help her and things like that. And so I'm looking at the young lady and I began, I moved up, went to like the first two rows before them. And she was sitting there and I just become, gave my testimony. And I was saying, you know, I went through this and I went through that and this happened. I said, but thank God. And, you know, people started cheering. I said, God brought me through. He, he restored me. God turned this around and, you know, everybody was cheering and praising God. And, and then I woke up and I was like, wow, okay. You know, and I'm thinking about it and the thing that stuck out and the message that I really wanted to reassure whoever, cause I don't know, I don't know who you are. I don't know what your situation is. I don't know what you're dealing with. Maybe you're like me, things are good, but you still have some questions. And there are some things that maybe like me, you're ready to lay to rest. And it is kind of like a, a waiting game. It's almost like, you know, you can't really make a move 
uh, because you don't know which way the Lord is moving and whatever the situation is, I was reassured through that song, but how the Lord began to speak to my heart after I heard those words, I thought about her talking about Egypt and Pharaoh. And, and it was like, God was speaking to me saying, do you remember when I was dealing with Pharaoh and he said, you know, Moses and Aaron, they were going to Pharaoh, who was this powerful, you know, Lord over the Egyptians. And he thought that he was in control. See, somebody needs to know the enemy always thinks he's in control. He always thinks that he can do whatever he wants to do. But do y'all remember that the enemy was created by God? I'm talking about the true devil. He's a created being. God created him. There's nothing he can do independent or apart from God. Remember that. And so he said, you know, I allowed Pharaoh's heart to be hardened. If you go back and you read the scriptures for yourself in the book of Exodus, it will say something to the effect of, you know, and Moses said to Pharaoh, thus saith the Lord, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, who is this God that I'm supposed to listen to? Who is your God? See, I have people in my life, past and present, who who are saying to themselves foolishly, who is her God that will deliver her? Like the Hebrew boys, who is your God that I should let you go? Who is your God that I should let you out of bondage? And the Bible says, Moses would tell him, you know, okay, well, by this time tomorrow, this is going to happen. You're going to have lice. You're going to have this. You're going to deal with this. The river will turn all of these plagues. And Pharaoh's like, okay, bring it. He thought he could handle it. Okay, bring it. And then when it happened, the Bible would say, and he called Moses and he said, hey, remove this plague from me and my people and I'll let your people go. And then the part that I never used to understand growing up, reading it and hearing it is, it would say, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart that he would not let the people go. God said to me, it's the same in your situation. It's just because it seems like the enemy is winning, just because it seems like he thinks he has the upper hand. I am working behind the scenes and it's in his time. It was in his time when Pharaoh decided to finally let the people go. And what was it? Those of you that know the story, you already know. It was the death of the firstborn. When the death angel came through the land and smote all of the Egyptians firstborn from from Pharaoh's throne down to the lowest servant. That's when he got angry enough and hastily told him, get away from here. Get out of here. Take your stuff and go. Somebody needs to know right now. God is just about fitting to move on your situation. He's about to do something that will cause Pharaoh to let you go. And I don't have time, nor do I want to take the time today. I'm telling you, I am not in the mood. I'm in my studio closet right now. I've been doing some things because I'm getting ready to invest in some new equipment and stuff. And so 
I've been kind of spring cleaning and getting, you know, things out of my closet and I'm sitting here and it's hot. <laughs> the, the weather is beautiful and, you know, I got to get out of here, but I'm also trying to be obedient to the Lord. So somebody needs to hear this message and I hope that you hear it today. God will never, ever, do you hear me? God will never, ever, never, 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 never allow the enemy to triumph over his children. It was a set day and it was a set time. And God said, don't worry. After this, I promise you, he'll let you go. And they went out. He said, don't take your sandals off. Eat your food. Keep your sticks in your hand. Everybody go borrow from your neighbors. You're going to plunder the Egyptians. You're going to come out as his prophecy over 400 years before. He said, my people will be enslaved 400 years, but they will come out with great wealth. And they stayed 30 extra years. That's a whole nother topic. They got comfortable in that bondage. Hello, somebody. How many times do we allow this to happen? God tells you, okay, it's time. It's time to move on. It's time to move forward. It's time to move up. And we get comfortable, but it's okay here. It's not so bad in Egypt, you know? And so after he let them go, they sat and they moaned and they mourned and they had their pity party for a while. And then they said, wait a minute. Why do we let these people go from serving us? Now we're going to have to get up and do everything for ourselves. All these years we've been used to them cooking and plowing and building and taking care of our kids. It's the Sparrow, you better come to your senses and get up and go get these people. So they made a grand attempt to bring the people of God back into bondage. The Bible says that he got up, I think it was like 600 I don't know, 400, 600 chariots and horsemen. They went out in grandeur. They were going to get the people and bring them back to captivity. God said, no way, Jose. Mm -mm. I got another plan. And the, the Bible, I don't want to get into, you know, read it for yourself. It talks about how when the people turned around, knowing that there was no way of escape, there was only one way they feared because they saw this big old army, all these chariots, horsemen, Pharaoh coming behind them. And they're like, Moses, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? The Lord said, Moses, don't cry out to me. What is that I put in your hand? He said, man, raise the stick. He put that thing in the waters, you know, divided and God moved the water. And the Bible says that he protected his people by putting a, a cloud behind them where the enemy couldn't pass to them. And listen, God had them in a holding pattern all night long. It said all night long, they couldn't come near. Somebody needs to understand that my enemy, your enemy, they cannot come near us because God is holding them back. Somebody needs to shout hallelujah on that one. I know we ain't in church, but you can shout hallelujah anyhow. And so he held them back. And then the Bible says in the morning, they thought that they could just do. They saw the children of Israel passing on dry land. So God was like, I dare you. I dare you to walk through. I dare you to try to imitate the miracle that I just 
did for my children. I dare you to get on your chariot and come on through. Watch and see what I got waiting for you. Well, they foolishly got on their chariots and they tried to take the same road on this dry land, just like the children of Israel. And the Bible says just when they got good in the middle of it, God Almighty released that water and it came over them and it drowned up. Pharaoh, all of his army, all of his horsemen, all of his horses, all of his chariots. And the Bible says, this is what I'm in. I'm getting excited in here. I am reassured this morning because the Bible said those enemies, Moses said it, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which I'm remembering was one of my mother's favorite scriptures. The enemy that you see today, you will see no more. And so I don't know about you, but I'm comforted in those words today. You can take that to the bank and cash it. You can sit back and mop devil all you want. You can sit back and think all you want. You can sit back and plot all you want. You can sit and plan all you want. You can sit there and think like the song used to say, I got the power. I got the power. The devil can think he has power. The devil can think that he has power over you, power over your mind, power over your body, power over your circumstances, over your situation. Oh, you can't do nothing here. I own that. I got that. That's my house. That's my name. I had somebody tell me, oh yeah, this is mine. I'm the landlord over this property. And God turned around and put them out and put me in that property. I'm telling you what I know today. I know that God, I am not talking about a fairy tale. I am not talking about a biblical story. I am not talking about a pie in the sky, God. And he's still working through it. He's still working out the situation. I don't care where you may be listening to this. I don't care if all hell is breaking loose. I have been to hell several times and back and I'm still here to talk about it. I've survived it all and I'm reassured today that no matter what the word of God says, I'm not wrestling against flesh and blood. He tells you in his word, the weapon may form, but it won't prosper. Hey, listen, y'all go ahead and let them form that weapon. I promise you, if you stand on God's word, I promise you, if you trust and believe in him, you'll see him do the same thing that he's done over and over and time and time again. Your enemies will be no more and they're going to they're going to stand and watch. I love I read um, in the message version. I think I said it yesterday. Um, the message version when it says uh, he prepared for table before me in the presence of my enemies, the message version says he provided a six course meal before me. The, the Lord is about to show up and show out in the lives of his people. So people of God, I'm talking to people who are believing, people who are proclaiming that Jesus is Lord and you are really allowing him to be Lord of your life. I'm telling you today to be reassured, have this blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Jesus is fighting for me. Jesus is everything. He is my my provider. He is my rock. He is my shield. He is my fortress. He is 
says, my deliverer, let the enemy do whatever he thinks he wants to do. Do what I do. I have it on my wall in three places. The little things that you can pull off and stick. It says, let go and let God. At this stage, I have let go of everything and everybody and I'm letting God have his way. You be blessed on this day. I got to get out of this house. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you again on another day.